0: This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC.
1: What day is it? And in what month? This clock never seems so alive. I can't keep up And I can't back down I've been losing So much time Cause that's you and me And all other people Nothing to do Nothing to lose And that's you and me And all other people I can't keep my eyes off for you. So the exact time
0: was 8.12 p.m. last night. I'm laying naked watching Real Houses of New Jersey. It's a lot of information, I understand. And uh, my, yeah, my phone buzzes. Here's what it reads. Hey, Sid, I assume you're off tomorrow. Thanks and talk soon, Rich. Rich Lowry. And, of course, I'm not off today, which would have been tomorrow yesterday, because I don't take off. And I haven't for years. Summers, I take off like a couple of days. My late partner, God rest his soul, Bernie, would take off weeks. I never did. I never take off. Never.
2: I I know my first question to Rich Lowry is, how does he feel that uh, you are texting him back in the nude? (laughs) Yeah, that's a very good question. Yeah. Which, how do you feel about that? It's a true story, by the
0: way. <laughs> I believe I, so. that's, a, uh, <laughs> that's a uncomfortable way to start this conversation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> too, uh, Rich said... much no, <laughs> information. <laughs> Rich was like, okay, no problem. I'll be there. So, And you need to be here because Mondays without you are just not the same. I did write uh, that. Thanks. Uh, I mean it. You're great, and I need you here on a Monday. So thank you for showing up. And I mean, if you weren't here, what would you do? Be outside honoring presidents? What do you do for
3: that? Uh, just I, I just sleep a
0: little later. <laughs> yeah, sleep <laughs> later and buy sheets. That's it. Um, let's talk about about uh this president when you talk about the great presidents where he belongs in the hierarchy you know look democrats will tell you i've heard some of the politicians say this guy's fierce kamala harris this weekend said this is one of the great presidents ever and then of course people on my side of the aisle like he's the worst ever i thought 39 god bless him was very sick today we pray for him he was the worst but this guy's gone past carter by leaps and bounds what does rich lowry think
3: yeah, he's he's terrible. Um he's a representative of the the, the worst uh, impulses in the Democratic Party, but you know, he he looks like an elder statesman. Um he doesn't scare people. Um he, you know, as much as Hillary Clinton or or someone or Barack Obama did, and unfortunately, you know, he had some political success. I mean, he he won in 20 and then he then he uh, basically won in 22, uh, um at least kept Republicans from the kind of victory he thought they were going to get, and has a chance to win again. At the same time, you know, he's clearly not up for the job, but then it's kind of bulldogging through because this is something he's wanted for the entirety of his adult life. And once he's in there, I think there's a news story about his health and Democrats whispering about it a couple of days ago that said he, he's got the narcotic of power, you know, yeah. the most yeah. powerful drug uh, you know, I, going I'm, through I'm, his veins. I'm not so, even sure it's you
0: know, him. i, I got to tell you, and maybe this is just me being cynical, but I'm not even sure it's him. I think it 's his wife, I really think dr mm-hmm. Jill, doctor what i don 't know, but I really think she 's the one who 's enjoying this, and she 's the one who 's making him go through this, which to me is spousal abuse, it really is because he 's embarrassing himself every day to me it 's Jill, not Joe who wants this
3: yeah i i don 't know he, i mean he, he's he's he ran three times for for president twenty four if he makes it what will be his fourth I, the The first two were ridiculous. Flame outs although he became uh, obama 's vice president, I, I just think it 's something that he uh, deeply, deeply wants, and you 're not getting him in, getting him out of there until you know he, he literally can 't uh, stand up and do the job which which would perhaps happen if you want a second term
2: yeah, yeah you mentioned the flameouts. his first campaign actually even ended because we found out that he plagiarized. Uh, his speeches in college, or I should say, his uh, his thesis, if I'm not mistaken, in college. But I-, I wanted to ask you about your take on his trip to Ukraine today. What's your instant reaction to this? Considering uh, we just found out that, about this within the last couple hours.
3: Um, you know, I think it's I think it's good. Uh, sh- shows resolve. I guess he'll be going to Poland too. I, Pol- Poland's one of my favorite European countries. So I think we we have to back Ukraine to the hilt, and then hope we can get. Get a deal because it's really hard to see how Ukraine wins because Putin's never going to go away. I don't think it has you know massive resources and more resources than Ukraine. So hopefully you can force uh, you convince Putin he's not going to get what he wants, and then they, they can sit down and you get some unsatisfactory deal for both sides. But unfortunately, uh, we're we're far away from that point at the moment. So you just have this constant uh, meat grinder in Ukraine.
0: Nikki Haley announced last week she's running for president. She's now number two behind Donald Trump. I don't know if you know this. I think you do. But Ron DeSantis is on Staten Island here in New York today with my mm-hmm. friend Paul Giacomo, starting his Salute to Police tour. Most people think uh, almost everybody... This is the beginning of his announcement running for president. But right now it's just Trump and Haley. And uh, we know things got ugly between the two at the very end. So it's no surprise that Donald Trump has gone after her, even though I think it's stupid. doesn't make any sense. I mean, she was a very, very good governor. She's on the right side of things. You know, he just can't find a way, Donald Trump, to put personal stuff aside. And he thinks everybody must be loyal to him for the rest of their lives. It's not a very realistic way of living your life. But in any case, you wrote about Nikki Haley this week. What do you think?
3: Uh, I think it, it, it uh, was a good decision to get in early. You know, she's gotten more attention than she would have. She was given an enormous gift by that jabroni. Don Lemon. The, I'd forgotten about the word jabroni until <laughs> well, Travis Kelsey used it. It's uh, a great, <laughs> ship,
1: it's a great ship, word. It was a
3: great word, and it definitely applies to him. I'm not sure he's going to survive this. Miranda Devine had a great column about how clearly he just hates women. <laughs> he's one Everybody of these uh, gay guys that just do- doesn't like women. And just to update um, that,
0: he was not there on Friday, and he is not there again this morning.
3: Yeah, so it comes on top of clearly, you know, there's no chemi- – it's a ridiculous morning show. You know, morning shows, they have to have chemistry. There's zero chemistry on that set. In fact, you know, we've all been following in the post. There's the opposite. You know, he's been a complete <laughs> jerk, and you've seen it on air, uh, some of it to the, the, two, the two women, especially the, the younger one, Collins. Well, let me ask um, you this.
0: Uh, just uh, stick that for one second before you get back to your point on Nikki Haley. If Don Lemon – and I want your honest opinion here – if Don Lemon was white, would he be gone by now? Probably. Okay, good. The answer is yes.
3: Probably. Yeah, and it's just amazing. You know, it will be, it'll be three for three, right? Because Andrew Cuomo will have gone, you know, and he was on CNN constantly during that period when he was lying about COVID. Chris Cuomo will be gone. And then the guy, Chris Cuomo, is always handing off with these fake uh, friendly uh, ha- handoffs
2: with Don Lemon. Don Lemon will be gone, too. Um, <laughs> and don't forget about our favorite potato, Don, uh, Brian Stelter.
3: Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So, um, but you know, I think she's winsome. I think she's um, she's well-spoken. People, Republicans like her. The thing is, and you know, I'm not the first to make this observation. What's the rationale? You know, I was on Fox News Sunday yesterday, and I, um, Shannon Bream, who does a great job, asked her that, and she didn't have an answer really. You know, just she talked about her bio, and then she she was asked, "What are your policy differences from Donald Trump?" And this isn't saying get an insult war with Donald Trump. It's not saying personally criticize Donald Trump. You know, do the January 6th thing or any of that. Just Policy differences with this other candidate, and there was fear in her eyes, and, and this is you know, the, the, one of the reasons to believe even though I thought he's, um, he's lost a step and said I think you're, you're right about almost everything you say about how he's conducted himself this time around so far. He still has a power. People are still afraid of him and don't know how to deal with him, and we, we saw that on air with Nikki yesterday.
2: Rich, I wanted to ask you, you know, considering, uh, and look, I, I still support President Trump. I know that you've gone a different way on this, and I know that there are certainly many of my friends, including some that worked in the administration, who has. Um, but looking at the polls on this, uh, it looks to me that the only way that Donald Trump does not become the Republican nominee is if there is an extended one on one race, whether that other right. person is DeSantis, whether it's Haley, whether it's somebody else. It seems like if this is a jumbled field, that Trump has a much better chance of becoming the Republican nominee. So, as somebody who has advocated for moving on from Trump, uh, do you believe that there needs to be, let's say, of the non Trump? Uh, group in the Republican Party, an early coalition behind one candidate urging all the other candidates to get out. Is there something behind the scenes where that is working on? What can you tell us about that
3: well first of all, I think you 're absolutely right and how you 're you're, you're looking at it he's he 's um Trump's somewhere below 50. You know, I, I don't know, you know, where, where exactly it is when it shakes out and people actually vote, but he has to win with a plurality. So crowded field helps him, and a one-on-one race presumably um, hurts him. But I don't think, you know, it, it's just, there's no coordination, there's no effort to to try to narrow the field. You know, donors will be talking about that, but I think, you know, you're going to get eight or nine people in. And then the question is you can't really stop people from getting in and and you need to see how people are going to run, you know maybe DeSantis is as absolutely as strong as he looks, maybe he's not
1: mm-hmm. you know maybe
3: someone else we're not focusing on now will surprise us that usually happens, but it's a question of getting out in in time um so you know we're, we we've got got wait ways to go until that happens, but I think you're right about the underlying analysis. And I think Trump you know, has been relatively mild on Nikki Haley, and I think that's one reason why. He, mm-hmm. he Even though Trump would prefer just no one gets in, and it's just him, um, he, he realizes more, more candidates that serve his interest.
0: This is uh, the great Rich Lowry on every Monday morning with us, National Review, Politico, NBC. He does it all You know, we uh, were very tough here on Joe Biden, obviously, and almost every member of his administration, Kamala Harris, complete waste of time. Mayorkas should be in prison, all these people. But the guy that really should be in prison now is Pete Buttigieg. Um, This guy Mm -hmm. took months and months off for his paternity leave. Then he comes back. We had the issues around the holidays with the airplanes. That was never fixed. Now this ridiculous train derailment. He says, hey, there are train derailments all the time. He's right about that, but not every time are there toxins, chemical Mm -hmm. toxins, in the air killing fish and maybe killing people. I mean, this guy is outrageous, Pete Buttigieg, no?
3: Yeah, he's a dilettante, you know, a um, a clever one, a glib one, so he can kind of study up and and give you a a nice-sounding answer to something. It doesn't mean he's competent or has real Depth and uh, on this, it's just uh... it's disaster management 101. You know, uh, governors do it, heads of FEMA do it, presidents do it. You put on your boots, you put on your windbreaker, you go there, yeah. right? A, a, you know, a day afterwards, and say, look, this this is terrible, and we're working on it. And maybe it maybe you know you're not working on it very well, but at least you've shown you, you care enough to do that. He, he hasn't done that. He, he didn't even make a statement until 10 days in. Um, and, you know, it's true, there are they're, uh, train derailments all the time. I, actually, I mean, our, our system's pretty uh, uh, safe, actually, but th- this is a terrible event, and people are right to be suspicious. You know, if your pets are sick, or your animals are sick and, and dying, or you see dead fish in the stream, or you you know you're getting rashes, you're, you're going to wonder. So um, um, let, let's pray to God that the the government's actually being honest here about the, their testing, but they they need to get to the bottom of it and hold a Nor- um, Norfolk Southern's feet to the fire and make sure this is cleaned up and this community is made whole.
2: It sounds like it's the same strategy though that he's using that they really the. Uh, Uh, Kamala Harris and the rest of the administration, including Mayorkas, has used on the border, which is if we don't go there, if we Mm -hmm. don't do that, then the media just won't cover it. They'll cover our tracks for us
3: yeah uh that's I think that's I hadn't thought about that. I think that's a good point. I also think you know Tucker Carlson's made made this point. I think it's true you know if this happened in uh Harlem, you could make it a race story yeah. you know Al Sharpton would say this environmental racism that would be a narrative. the media would pick it up and it would be a national obsession right and because these are out of the way uh poor um uh, largely poor uh, white folks it just doesn't have that sort of resonance, so everyone really ignored it I, it's gotten some more attention now, but initially Actually, everyone was ignoring it.
0: 60 seconds to go, Rich. Today is day one. Full squad, spring training. Tampa, your New York Yankees. My Mets enter day two. I've got huge expectations for the Mets. I really do. Aaron Judge, the captain, showed up 8 o'clock yesterday morning. What are the Rich Lowry expectations for the 2023 New York Yankees?
3: Uh, high, you know, but you never know. You never know who's going to uh, get hurt. Or, well, when you say uh, high, uh, do
0: what? you mean ALEs, champions, pennant winners, World Series winners? How high?
3: Uh, You know, got to win the AL East. That would be a major disappointment if they don't. And I I think this is the year at least to make the World Series. And I'm totally with you. I mean, this is the first time in a long time you can squint and and see a Subway Series. Um, That that Subway Series, it was wonderful, at least for a Yankee fan, but it was bizarre that Mets seemed to be uh, sleepwalking. Um, you know, that, that that Piazza thing with Roger Clemens at the bat, he was just sort of yeah. randomly trotting to first. Yeah, I mean,
0: and... but the Mets were I mean, the Mets had two really great players, Mike Piazza, Edgardo Alponso was very good at that time, but you couldn't ask the Mets with Timo Perez. Tenny Agbaianni. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys got like Bernie Williams, Derek Jeter. So, and listen, Leiter had a big year, but... Uh, at the end of the day, the Yankees were a much better team, much better.
3: Yeah, I touched that Roger Clemens bat, by the way, because Fox <laughs> had a, had the kid who got it in the box seats. Yeah, the shattered bat. Yeah, I hated <laughs> it. On, I, I, on that, I hated
0: Roger Clemens guts. And then what happens? John Matides buys the Staten Island baseball team, and Roger Clemens' kid ends up signing with the Staten Island Perry Hawks last year. And opening night on Staten Island, who's the first guy I see at the ballpark? Roger Clemens. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm like, hey, Rod,
2: good to see you. Prick. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that bat ended up at my feet, and I never picked that bat up. I should have done that. I'd be uh, retired (laughs) right now. I'd be retired already at 37 years (laughs) old. That's true. Hey, Rich, uh, as always, excellent job. Thank you
0: for coming on on this holiday. You're the absolute best. We'll do it again next week. There he is, which Lowry every Monday, right here on Sitting Friends in the Morning, got a lot more to do, including Gnome's Nuggets. Big time attorney Alan Dershowitz, Dr. Mark Siegel from Fox News, and Sits Take, all that and more, the Monday edition of the number one Nielsen-rated news talk show in New York City and the self-proclaimed best talk show anywhere in America. That's me, Sitting Friends in the Morning, right here on WABC. <laughs>